Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor Jamie Miller. How's everybody doing? It's good to worship with you already. And, uh, I'm going to try to stir you up about worship some more. <laughs> like for, I'm excited to preach this message, actually. So it's just down in here. Um, uh, just a couple words of clarity. Uh, we are going to be uh, in 930, one service over there next week. And on the grand opening, one service. We're, we're just, we think we can do it in one service at the start. We'll, we'll be playing it by ear. Could go to two in September. College is coming back. We just, we, just, we just don't know. And so just, uh, again, we're flexing. Just, I'm so thankful for you guys and, and your flexibility with us on that. And uh, I just wholeheartedly agree, Matt. Love you, brother. And uh, that's where I got to know Matt was in the prayer room. Just, and that word has been so good. You know, I'll go in there and see some college dude on his face, head down. I'm like, who are you? What are you? I need to get to know you. Because we find our leaders in the, in the place of prayer. It's a big deal. Well, open your Bibles to John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. Yes, I'm going back there one more time. Because it's such a paradigm passage for us. And uh, don't have to have these. Just optional. I think I have it memorized. I I could just look, you know, say it and act like I'm reading, but I'm not going to do that. Um, Jesus says, yet a time, this is to the Samaritan woman, a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. So, so where we've gone in this series, we started out, we were made for glory. God made us for glory, to his image bearers. We have a purpose, authority on the earth to walk this thing out and to live a life that brings God glory with our lives. Drew came in the next week and said, worship is what we do with words and deeds to declare that God is worthy and God is trustworthy, right? And then last week we talked about embodied worship where we literally take this out. It's the other six days of the week and we live it. We live a life of worship. We make our vocation, our workplace, an altar where God is worshiped. Even though it's not always just blatant, we're living that way inside out. And so then today, I want to I talk about what we do here a bit and just put, really put some handles on this inside-out worship. It's a big deal because I, I want us to be uh, casting, I'm casting vision for us going into this new space. And in case you don't remember, uh, our, this, this whole series was supposed to be in there, the whole lifestyle of worship. We're kicking it off, Right. But we're doing it by faith in here, looking over there, which is kind of like the Christian life a bit. We're citizens of heaven there, but we live it out here. We're looking forward to a city that's there, but we're living that by faith here and now. 
So that's what God's called. So we're, I'm, I'm preaching this, but by faith we're going in there. And that's kind of our now and not yet life we live. There's, there's times in the wilderness, and there's times when we cross in, and there's times where we're like, oh man, this is it. Glory to God, heaven's here. And then there's other times where we're like, I can't believe I said that or popped off or walked in the flesh or did that sin or whatever. Can I get a, a witness? <laughs> Sinners and saints, every one of you. That's who we are. We're both. We're, we're, we're a mixture, you know. And so, by God's grace, we're walking into the fullness of our lives as saints. That's what we want to do. We want to live this, this set-apart life together. And I'm just going to say, the whole thing about worshipers, we don't arrive. Nobody, nobody ever arrives. Uh, we, we keep growing. It's a life of growth and discipleship. But you don't arrive. You're like, okay, check. You know, move that off. We're, we're, we live lives of worship. We're called to do that. Early on, I had a friend who pastors Sojourn Church in Dallas. And he said, Jamie, just as you guys get going, you're just be learners. You're learning to worship together. And then as we would plant churches and send out all these big blocks of people, and then people would be gone, and the first rows would be empty because we'd send out all the, Lord, all the intense people, you know, and they went out to plant a church. And so I'd have to call people up and say, hey, we're, we're learning to worship together. And what a word for us right now is that we're learning to worship together. It's a, it's a good, let's just be learners. Um, and also, I, I, this, this week, I, I was thinking about all these, all these stories about us down through the years. And I felt like the Lord said, you're a curator of worship stories. You know, I get to just... And some of them are powerful, tear, glory to God. Oh, man, heaven is coming right now moments. Others are actually funny. You know, there's, there's, there are funny things that have happened in worship. You know, believe it or not, we've actually prayed. I've been in a worship service where I've prayed, Lord, would you make this not be happening anymore? Whatever it was. <laughs> just, just bizarre, you know, stuff. Back in the flag days, you know, people were getting injured with flags. and um, We had one lady... Uh, uh, tore an Achilles tendon, and she wore that boot around proudly. I did this worshiping Jesus. She was a worshiper. Hallelujah. Amen. And, uh, but we started the church, you guys, with a heart to worship. This is a, this is a big part of who we are. It, it was an identity of we were seeking freedom in worship and outside of the wineskins that we had been in and into and across into a new land through a door that to a place we hadn't been before. That's this journey that we've been on and we continue to be on it. You know, we have a great heritage is the way I want to say that. We have a great heritage here at Antioch in, in worship. And uh, that's it, uh, my own dad. Um, if you're watching, Dad, I can't tell where the camera is, but, but uh, my, my dad's a worshiper. He's 81, and, and he's still a worshiper. You know, he'll call me, and he'll sing. Yeah, you've heard this. He'll sing the song. You know, hey, have you heard this Bethel tune? Um, no longer, well, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Sing with me, Jamie. And on, on the phone, you know. And uh, my dad's a worshiper. He loves to worship, always has, you know. And um, some great worship memories, you know, with my dad. And um, acapella, Church of Christ. My spiritual dad, Don Fento, for years pastored Belmont Church of Christ. And uh, then it became Belmont Church. And it was this, this influential uh, church. But Don, part of it was Don is a worshiper. And he would literally go up and down the aisle 
just praising the Lord and looking people in the eye. Now, I don't do that that much, and y'all are probably thankful for that. But it, it just, it's, it's, it's contagious. Seeing somebody worship, it, it's, it's evangelistic. When you see the real thing, it's like, man, I went in on that. I, I think that's, it's authentic. It's real. Well, I, what kind of joy is that that you have? You know, and so uh, Belmont, uh, so Don's influence was, was huge. And I, again, I've told uh, so many stories about his influence for me in worship. But I mean, even the church there, uh, this, this Church of Christ, that, that uh, Amy Grant's dad was an elder at that church, and she was the first one to play with an instrument in that church, and Michael W. Smith was there. It's right on Music Square. So, I mean, it's right where all the recording studios are. And, and, and so all of these, I mean, Christian contemporary music kind of came out of this, it's just Church of Christ. It's, 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 almost, it's almost funny in a, in a strange, beautiful way. You know, a lot of those key producers in the early days, Brown Bannister and Chris Christian and all these different guys that were producing this music that then becomes and morphs into the worship movements of today. You know, and that's part of that, that's part of our heritage. And so here I am, years ago, uh, preaching at this South Lake Church of Christ up the road here. And it was the first place I was at for a little over three years before we planted Christ Fellowship that 25 years later became Antioch. And uh, it's hard telling stories. <laughs> um, but, but you've heard about some of, I mean, we went through worship revival, Holy Spirit revival at this, at this little church. And we ultimately ended up going out to plant Christ Fellowship. And then the next guy that came in after me, Toby Slough, you know, uh, started another church up in Argyle, a multi-site mega church called Cross Timbers. And they love to worship. We love to worship. The next group, Keith Luttrell, ended up going out to plant a church in Christ, uh, called Christ Church in Irving. They love to worship. And then this other guy I didn't know about, but a couple years ago, he comes up to me, Michael Miller, from the upper room. And uh, he says, Jamie, I've been following you for 15 years because I was a youth pastor at that church that you were at in Southlake. And then the Holy Spirit started getting a hold of my life. And then I went to be with Chris Seedman over at the branch for a while. And then I went to Lake Highlands Church over in Dallas. And then from Lake Highlands, then we started the upper room. And the upper room's coming here. It's just a wild relationship. You know, they're coming here on September 10th to help us break in our, our room. And that could be good. Just telling stories. It's just, ah, it's so good. And uh, so we really did start with a, uh, a desire to see worship like we saw in the scriptures and just have that freedom and all of, do all those different things that we saw there. And you guys, uh, there's been battles along the way. We had people persecuted for coming to be with us, their families disowning them. Like persecution like in another country, but right here in the United States because they weren't, we weren't doing it like they had, somebody else had done it in a different tradition. And we are this... Uh, this beautiful body of all these different influences down through the years, you know, different streams of Christianity, and, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so this uh, worship like we saw in Scripture is, has always been this huge thing, and so I'm going to just go through some of the, so, some of the Scriptures and, and, and s say some of these, just, just to put it in our hearts again. Singing, we, you don't have to be talked into singing, but... But uh, here we go. 
Uh, Psalm 511, but let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Psalm 7, verse 17, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High, right? Well, here's another one, lifted hands. So my my point here is, um, in mentioning these, is uh, uh, we want spirit and truth worship. We want inside-out worship. We want worship... We don't want to be unaffected in our bodies when our spirit is exploding with praise for the worship of the living God and declaring the worth of King Jesus. Ah, you know, so lifted hands. Um, here we go. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help, as I lift up my hands toward your most holy place. My favorite psalm, Psalm 63, verse 4, I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. Psalm 134, 2, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. Like, that's a command. So, so that, that, that's a command. So it's like, do, do I have to do all those things every time? No. But, but if you never do any of those things any of the time, it's an opportunity for growth, right? To follow the Spirit and to do that in the truth, which is reality. That's in what's real. So, amen. Another one, clapping. Oh, another, another command here. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout for, to God with cries of joy. You got a combo thing happening there. You got clapping and shouting at the same time. Shout for joy to the Lord. Clapping. Um, does this help? Just these are, just just you. Especially if you go, man. I just seemed a little demonstrative to me today, and that's okay. And there's times to just kind of dial down, and you can be still. But but worship in spirit and in truth. Follow the Lord. You know, if you see me kneeling or something, sometime it's because sometimes I'm I'm singing it. And it just seems like a good thing to do. I kneel down before you, Lord, and just to go ahead and do that since I'm singing it. And, and or, uh, yeah, it's just a, uh, that's a great reminder. Um, here we go, dancing. I'm already out of breath and I'm about to dance. But I love this. I, I love this. Second Samuel 6, 14, David wearing a linen ephod danced before the Lord with all his might. I can remember the time, the place, the exact place I was at, the exact church I was in when I danced before the Lord with all my might for the first time, like I was spent. I didn't have anything left. I was done. The worship leader had us move all the chairs back, push everything back, get in nice orderly lines, kind of like line dancing, but it was worship, <laughs> worship practice. And, uh, and it would just instruct us. He goes, okay, do some stuff with your hands, you know, do some stuff with your feet. You know, and, and now freestyle, you know, and just, everybody dance now. There was an old song like in the 90s or something. He's the Lord of the dance. He's a dancing Lord. <laughs> While he and his entire house of Israel brought the, the ark up with shouts and sounds of trumpets, more combo stuff there. And as the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michael, the daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And when she saw the king leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him. In her heart. And the only reason I wanted to go ahead and include that is as we're growing in worship, let's uh, give honor and freedom to one another. Even when somebody's doing something, it's like, man, I wouldn't do it like that. And a lot of times, the way, the, the way we, and we want to do it in order and, and not be a big time distraction to somebody, but we also want, don't want to get so focused on somebody that we take our eyes off the somebody. 
Yeah. So that, that's, what we're, that's what we're going for. Dancing. So uh, another one, Psalm 149.3. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. Amen. Here's the kneeling and bowing one. Famous Psalm 95. Uh, six, come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is God. And then this is just practice for something everybody in heaven on earth and under the earth is going to do at one point. And that is Philippians 2.10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Amen, right? Amen. So another one then is with instruments. And I, I know you guys know this one, but man, we had to work through this. <laughs> We had, to, we had to get here on this. Praise the Lord. Psalm 33, 2. With the harp, make music to him on the ten-stringed lyre. Psalm 43, 4. Then I will go to the altar of God, to my God, to my joy and my delight. And I will praise you with the harp. I will praise you with the harp and with the lyre. You know, now we would say with the guitar, with the Stratocaster. You know, those are modern things. You know, they had tambourines. We have drums that are mic'd now. The, the tambourines aren't needed quite as much. Uh, we used to do live recordings, you know. <laughs> if I told this story, Tom Davis, and we're, I mean, there's 2,000 people in the room. It's packed out. He's like, hey, we're recording this weekend. We're going to be recording every session. So, uh, and he's playing just gently. Hey, so uh, just let's get ready to worship. And if you've got a tambourine, remember we're recording, so feel free not to use those. <laughs> Okay, I'll keep going. Instruments. Psalm 150. Praise him with the resound, sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with the clash of cymbals and with resounding cymbals. In Isaiah 38, 20, the Lord will save me and we will sing with stringed instruments all the days of our lives in the temple of the Lord. Isn't that good? Oh, shouting, do I have it in me? Lord, help me. I just air. I feel like I'm just oh, I'm so excited to preach this to you guys because I love to worship. I love to worship. I'm going to, I just, I, I commit this to you right now. I'm going to keep worshiping. No matter what, I'm going to keep worshiping. And, and I've, I've been at conferences, you know, we'd be playing sometimes and big conferences and the, and the speakers aren't worshiping. They're looking at their Bibles or their notes. And I'm like, this is glory to God time right now. Heaven is open. This like, it, like the Lord may just appear right now. It, that's how awesome it is. And you're distracted and looking at notes. I'm like, nah. You know, if I'm not ready when it's time to worship, then the Lord will help me <laughs> because we're going to worship. Shouting, sing to him a new song, play skillfully and shout for joy. That's like a command, right? Just again, not all the time, but maybe sometime just Lord, you're awesome. You know, just give it a shot. Jesus, you're worthy. Psalm 66, one, shout with joy to God, all the earth. Psalm 95, come let us sing with joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Here's a great one, falling. There's lots of falling in worship, falling down. 1 Corinthians 14, the guy comes into the church service and just he, his heart's laid bare as people prophesy. He's like, God's here, falls down. God's here. God is among you. Revelation 5, 7 and 8, when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down. Before the lamb, just fell down before the lamb. 
Um, Revelation 19.4, the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who was seated on the throne. And they cried, Amen, Hallelujah. And, you know, that one is, is one, the, the face down, that's the next one, face down. Um, you know, that is something that sometimes it's hard. For, I, I'll, I'm quick to kneel, but sometimes laying all the way out prostrate is like, I don't know, it's kind of embarrassing or something, or just, is Jamie okay? What's going on? But here's the thing. When we're being led by the Spirit to try some of these things, to experiment, I mean, just, just give it a shot. Nobody's judging you. You know, if you're laying down prostrate, like it's a really biblical expression of worship. It's okay, you know, and um, you may want to do other things too besides just lay prostrate, but, but it's, a, it's a good one. Levit- Leviticus 9, fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering, fat portions, and the, all the people saw it. They shouted for joy and fell face down. Another combo offering, shout for joy, face down before the Lord. There's an Ezekiel one there. I'll just finish with the Matthew one from Matthew 17. This is the transfiguration mountain experience. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. And when the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. You know, it's just, there's, there's times it's just like, there's times for silence even, just in the presence of God. You know, one time we were at this place, and a, just a, it's a big mess that had happened before we got there, and there was, there was a problem in the church, and so there wasn't, wasn't a lot of the church there. In fact, there was 11 people. So we've got 11, 10, 11 people in the band. It's Tom's full band. It's like, bring it, and there's 11 people scattered out through a big room that seats, I don't know, 500 people. But the Lord, we just were very clear. We drove there knowing that, and the Lord said, I'm going to meet I'm going to meet you in this worship and there was this one point where you just finish a song and there was a holy reverence that comes over the room and I mean and we knew that the Lord was with us and it was just a holy moment of silence and I just it was almost like if you've ever just kind of been laid out with the Lord you know just in the spirit just I felt that way like but I was standing up with a guitar and I thought, you know, I need to get on my, this is like God's here. I need, and my eyes are shut for a long time. And I need to lay down, da- get down, get down lower. And I opened my eyes. There was no space for, all, bodies were all prostrate around. There was no space on the stage for me to get, to even go lower or to kneel. And no one in the room was on, was sitting. Everybody was under the pews, laying face down on the ground. Like, there's, there's times when that's, that's the right thing. And I don't think we made noise for 10 minutes. It's just the presence of God. So we don't have to do all those things every, every single week. But man, worshiping in spirit and in truth from the inside out means the freedom to do those things. I mean, we've been at this a long time, carving a channel just in our own hearts so that the river of worship can flow. And if you're newer to the church, man, jump in with us. And let's, let's make that channel deeper so that we can run together in the river of the worship of God. I mean, when we offer ourselves spirit and truth inside out, and it's going to be affections too. Like, it's, it's, I'm not unaffected. I, tears sometimes. You'll see me wiping 
tears because I'm, I don't know why. You know, just tears and joy, smiling, laughter, healing, uh, forgiveness, experiencing forgiveness, expressing it to others, blessing, encouragement for the discouraged, the mind of Christ flowing into my heart, hope for the future when I was maybe discouraged, clarity, that's a huge one. Clair why does clarity come in worship? I mean, you're, just, you're getting help from all your brothers and sisters. It's not just Joe's personal walk with God. It's all of us together, you know, and clarity comes. I, I'll, I'll never forget this. In 2000, I don't know what year it was. I may have forgot the year, but uh, Jimmy got a, Jimmy Seibert down in Waco got a call from our dear friend, Ron Parrish, and it was a moment of clarity. He was in the middle of a life-threatening illness. He had dinghy fever and Japanese encephalitis at the same time. He had a 25% chance of living, and it was, it was, he was out of his mind, but he called, in a moment of clarity, he called Jimmy, said, Jimmy, come, I, I need help now, and Jimmy called me, and we left 10 hours later for Singapore, and we got there, and, and Ron was in the, the battle of his life, I mean, literally the battle of his life, but check this out, he loved worship, and as we would pray and worship, the fog would go away. And Ron was there, not the, not the, just because, I mean, without that, just in the way he was, he would just, he couldn't focus. He was, we had to literally watch him or he'd walk away somewhere, you know, but in the place of worship, man, it was like, hey, here's what we need to do. And he would know and he'd be clear. There's clarity in worship. That's just what I'm trying to say there. Um, you know, God gets glory from our lives when we do what we were made to do. <laughs> we were made to worship. We were made to give God glory and honor. So I'm going to just say a couple words here about vision and values. Um, and just because I, I want to say this for us as a people, that we would be, have vision for, you can throw this up on the screen, that we would have vision. We, our vision is to see wholehearted worship and life-changing encounters in the presence of God every time we worship. Okay, so that, that's a vision. That, that means it's somewhere where we're going. There may be times right now, well, I don't know if I was really thinking my life was going to be changed when I came to worship today, but why not? Well, why not? You know, every time, wholehearted worship, life-changing encounters, every time we gather for worship. So it's so important because we can't make it alone. I need my life changed when I come together with you guys. I can't get by on what I can just do in my own time, my own devotions, my own private worship. Something happens when we come together and we're here together. It, it, it's just, and we know it more in this COVID season than ever in our lives. It's, I mean, you guys worship just a minute ago. I mean, come on. I leaned over Kim. I said, people are hungry to worship. People are hungry to worship. And I've said this for years, guys, but there is no place that I would rather be on a Sunday morning than right here at Antioch Worshiping. And I mean, I've been in some incredible worship venues, experiences with God, with the body of Christ at large, but there's no place I'd rather be week in and week out than right, right here. I, I love it. So value. Uh, in, in, in fact, when we would miss, we'd be out of town, go overseas or whatever, you'd miss and, you, and then you, inevitably, this is what happens. You know, you, you say, hey, how'd it go? And the, somebody's going to be telling you, man, you missed it. <laughs> Isn't that true? Like you, you missed it. Like, 
open heaven, glory of God, the cloud was here. It's just stuff like that, right? Just hilarious. So let me run through these value statements. We value then being people, being and developing people who practice a lifestyle of worshiping God in spirit and truth. That's what I'm preaching to you today from the inside out, John 4, 24. These will be on the notes on the app, that kind of thing. So we value the freedom to worship God like we see in Scripture, offering ourselves, singing, lifting hands, dancing, clapping, kneeling, falling, instruments, shouting, prayers, praying, prophesying, all of that. Amen. We value being learners in worship, being willing to take the next step. Lord, what are you, how are you leading me to worship today? And take that step with him. And that, it's just a good, it's a fun place to live. That's the best place to live. Go on. We value loving and treasuring Jesus. Somebody shout amen on that. We value loving and treasuring Jesus who reveals and invites us into the wonderful beauty and love of his relationship with his Father in the Spirit. Amen. We value the importance of hearing God for the service, for others, and the prophetic aspect of worship. Amen. The, the Lord's uh, encouraging and building up and bringing strength and edification to the body through our worship. We value creating a worship environment where people can encounter the presence of God and receive and experience God's love, healing, hope, salvation, and life. That's what we want this to be. Lord, help us to live that way. We value the special way that God has worshiped when we are together as the church corporately. I just made that point. And we value the community and love that we experience for each other and the church as we worship together. It's not just vertical only, right? In worship times, you look around, you hear, you literally are, are, are uh, I've made this point before, but our singing and our worship, the music, there is an interpenetratedness to that that, that is image of God. We can't, uh, we can't be that intimate with one another, but in times of worship, we experience that kind of intimacy. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. We value the expectation that our worship will be a thin place where heaven meets earth and where we expect to hear the sounds of heaven. And I, you, you guys know I, that's what we pray. That's what the worship team prays over and over and over. Make it a thin place. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Just the prayer Jesus told us to pray. The expectation Jesus told us to have. To believe for that. To believe that we are the thin place. We are the temple of God. We're the new temple built together. There's beautiful theology in that. But the sounds of heaven breaking in. Lord, I, I Drew, a couple weeks ago, when he was here preaching, he said, there's sometimes I'm worshiping. And he, he didn't have the exact same language. But he said, sometimes we're worshiping and I'm, we're singing. And I'm going, surely they're singing this song in heaven right now. That's what we're saying. It's, it it kind of works both ways, right? Um, we value the different modes of worship from celebration, high praise, where you're just on your tiptoes, you know, th that kind of thing, and reflection and intimacy, the tenderness and the, those more chill times of worship, all, just all of that we value, right? And we value the importance of dynamic worship to our overall vision as a life-giving and reproducing church that is marked by the life of Christ. I mean... Just think about that. If we didn't have dynamic, life-giving worship, why would we want to be planting churches to take this somewhere else if it was dead worship? So we don't want to reproduce anything that's not life. We want to reproduce life. Share and multiply the life 
of Christ. And we value serving God's purpose in our generation as a worshiping people at Antioch, Fort Worth. Amen. Amen. So, you guys, we are the temple of God. And when I say that, that is so loaded, that's, that, takes, that encompasses the story of God to say that. And I'm not going to take time to unpack that, but Jesus said, destroy this temple and I'll rebuild it. He did in his own body, and we are now his body. We are the place where heaven meets earth. We are the temple of the Lord God. And we are uh, moving into a season by faith where that place is going to come alive because we are going in there. And when we're there, the presence of God is there. And so we, as signpost people, we, you know, we even mark out places that are signpost places where they, where it's like worship is what we do in there. Prayer is what we do in there. We encounter God. And Habakkuk 2.14 says, the glory of God is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. And, and we want to be that people where the glory of God is seen in who we are and how we live. Glory as it should be. That's what glory, the way, it, the way it ought to be. We want that kind of glory being expressed in our lives. Jesus, you are worthy. You are the lamb who was slain. Give us grace to live out that kind of life here and now. The glory that is promised through Paul's prayer to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever Amen. I'm telling you, I was in there Friday. It was my first time in, and um, they were doing mic checks, and I was walking up. You can, there's little speakers. I didn't know there were going to be speakers out there. I could hear them doing the mic check as I was walking into the building. It was kind of cool. And, but then I walked in, and they're just doing a mic check. But I was, I was just overcome. It's, it's beautiful. I remember telling Maxine, the former owner of this building, that we were going to make this place beautiful. She didn't care. <laughs> she, she really didn't care. But we've continued on with the plan that she didn't care about, and we're, we're making this place beautiful. And uh, so they, a little later, they, they said, hey, you want to hear a song? And I said, okay, I haven't heard music in this place yet. Yeah, yeah put on Judah, the fullness of God. And it's just he's quoting Ephesians 3. You know, and now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us, to him be glory in the, that I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm walking and I'm listening. These are the first, you know, to him be glory in the church throughout all generations, forever and ever. Ah, 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 man, however he finishes that, he does a little thing. But it was just, whoo, man, and I'm. So that's the first music I've heard, and we're going to hear a lot more. It's going to be good. A thin place where heaven meets earth, where we hear the sounds of heaven, where the people of God on the mission of God bring glory to God through the worship of God. You know, can you see it at all yet? I know you're not in there yet, but can you see what we're going to see by faith? I mean, a channel for the river of God's worship is being cut. Right here and right now, people will be able to get in the river that haven't been in the river before. See the Lord. See the worship. And I'm telling you, even the songs we sing over there are going to carve a place in your heart of memory of worship, the worship of God. 
Just get ready. We all have these memories and places and times. I was thinking about this, and I remember in the old auditorium, we were about to go in. I was standing outside the doors with my daughter, Emily, and she was getting married. And these, I mean, the singers were these two dudes that Aaron had played with back in Hendrick in the day, and they were just, it was It was incredible. It was, it was just breathtaking. They were doing this song called 100 Miles. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And uh, it's Psalm 103, I think, you know. And, and, and I mean, we were praying and the glory of God came. It was just, I, I didn't know if I could move. I mean, just the presence of God was so powerful. And I can hear them in there. There's a long pause. Emily told me about it. Long pause. And they actually changed time. One, two, three. One, two, three. And it changes the time signature. And then we come in, and they start singing hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'll, I'll never forget that, you know, the glory of God in that moment. And I just want to speak it to you by faith. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. We're going to create memories. There's going to be all kinds of places where God's meeting us. And I can't wait for it. I just, I'm, I'm excited right now, and I want, I want you to be excited too. We're a worshiping people. That's who God's called us to be. Spirit and truth inside out. Y'all stand up. Just Let's just take a moment here. Um, Aaron's coming. Let's just take a moment to, uh, if you got somebody that you came with, husband, wife, friend, um, just place a hand on their shoulder. And I just want to facilitate just a, a ministry of blessing here for a moment. Yeah, Father, that you would bless my dear brothers and sisters with grace, desire in their hearts to be worshipers of the living God. Lord, just release that grace in the room. Lord, I, I, I speak right now just to anyone who needs to receive Jesus or realign with Jesus to just get to thinking like Jesus. Lord, let that happen. Any place where there's hurts, bring healing. Where there's discouragement, bring hope. And Lord, would you make us to be a worshiping people. Lord, that we would be wholehearted worshipers who experience life-changing encounters every time we come to worship. And Lord, I pray for us, Lord, that we wouldn't just, sometimes we're, we have to be carried almost in. And then other times we're able to help others and carry them in. But Lord, time after time we come expecting to be changed by you. Lord, we love you. Just bless my, my friends, my brothers and sisters here. Just, just receive it. Somebody's laying their hand on you right now. Receive the love of God. Receive grace to be worshipers in Jesus' name. Sing a chorus or something.